Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, everyone. This is Scott Reichel, and this is the Betting Barrier Podcast on the Believe Podcast Network, the Bay Area's number one sports podcast network. The only place of the show for every team in the Bay Area and more. We believe in our teams. Do you believe? If you enjoy the show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. We're also available in your favorite directory, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. You can find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcasts. You can find me on Twitter at Rice Shell Radio. On this week's show, we're going to be talking about the San Francisco 49ers and their upcoming football game over the next week from a betting perspective. But before we get into any of that, I'm going to have a quick word from our sponsor. The last of the major pro sports leagues kicks off this week, and BetOnline is your top spot for all your NBA action this season. With MLB postseason, NFL, and college football, and NHL in full swing, BetOnline is your number one source for wagering news, odds, trends, and predictions. Get everything NBA at your fingertips with both desktop and mobile access for every sport anytime. Head to the bet on head to bet online today to get in on the action. Don't forget to use promo code Believe B L E A V to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. Welcome back, everyone, to the Ben Ray Podcast. For win a break, we discuss the plan for this episode. Once again, going to talk about the Niners' upcoming game on Thanksgiving against the Seahawks. So, before we get into any of that, do want to recap what happened in Week 11. Overall, for us, we had a great week, and so did the Niners. We ended up sweeping our picks. We had the Niners minus the points, and we also had the under in the game. Now, I will admit the line did move pretty heavily on the side. When we covered it, it was basically 11, 11 and a half, and the Niners did win by 13. So we're going to count that as a win. As for the total, that ended up going under barely as the total was about 42 and a half, and the game landed 41. So nice sweep for us, and the Niners did win once again. So it does seem like after the midseason slump, the bye week helped to reset everything. And the Niners are now back to being a dominant force. And Seattle also lost that game to the Rams. So the Niners now have sole possession once again of first place. And they could extend their lead to two games with a win on Thursday night against the Seahawks. So to get into some of the actual uh, takeaways and the stats from the game against Tampa, then we'll get into the actual stats for the Seattle game against the Rams. Starting off with the Niners offense in that Buccaneers game, McCaffrey started another touchdown streak as he had 21 carries, 78 yards rushing, but he also did have 25 receiving yards and a touchdown. So once again, 110 plus all purpose and one touchdown. Purdy was fantastic. Uh, 21 to 25 for 333 passing yards, three touchdowns, no picks, sacked four times, He had QBR of 79.8, and he had a perfect passer rating. He had a passer rating of 158.3. So Purdy played one of the best games of his career, and he was dominant the entire way through. Ground game, I already mentioned, receiving core Ayuk was fantastic. Five, only five catches, but he had a 76-yard bomb for a touchdown, so he finished with 156 yards. Kittle had a nice touchdown as well, eight catches, 89 yards, and a touchdown. Debo had 63 yards, McCaffrey had a touchdown and 25 yards, and that was everyone who caught a pass. Now, as for the defense, very solid as they sacked Mayfield four times, also had an interception in the red zone. And to go through the actual sacks for this team, you saw Greenlaw get half a sack, you saw Armstead get a sack, Nick Bosa got a sack and a half, and Chase Young got a sack. So it seems like the Chase Young and Nick Bosa combo has been very effective so far. Limited sample size, but still, it has definitely been nice to see this passing, uh, this pass defense and this especially the front, get after opposing quarterbacks after being a bit quiet midseason. So definitely a nice showing there by the defensive line. As for the secondary, you saw Brown get an interception in the red zone, so he did a solid job there. 
Unfortunately, though, there was a serious injury to the secondary that I got to mention. Hifunga did destroy his knee, so he's going to be out for the year. It sucks, but it happens, and unfortunately, he's going to be missed because you're looking at what can be, at least ceiling-wise, the best defense in the league, and Hifunga is a big piece of that. So pretty rough injury news for the Niners, but at least they won the game, and now they'll look to be 8-3 and three after this game on Thursday. But to get into the Seattle game from this past week, Sorry, I'll mention the Tampa numbers, actually, because I forgot to mention that before. So Baker overall was not exactly great. A lot of the stats he put up was kind of garbage time related, but either way, had 246 passing yards, one touchdown, one pick, sacked four times, QBR of 48.1. Ground game did nothing. White had 30 yards, and that was basically it. The entire Tampa team at 66 rushing yards on 3.7 yards per carry. For the receiving court, the Niners did a great job of shutting down Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, who combined for 82 passing yard, or 82 receiving yards. Auden led the way with 49 receiving yards. So the Niners recently against tight ends have been okay, but they've been a bit more vulnerable. So keep an eye on that moving forward. But the point is, Evans did really nothing, and you saw Godwin do basically nothing. And that was the story of Tampa's offense. And to go through the defense, I did mention that Purdy did get sacked four times. El Levante David had a sack. You had Diaby, who had two, and Vita Vea ended up having one. So hopefully the Niners do a better job in pass protection, and hopefully Purdy gets rid of the ball a bit faster. But really not many complaints for the Niners. They were going to make the game interesting because they kept letting Tampa hang around, but the red zone defense ended up tightening up as they were able to limit the damage and not allow any uh, potential touchdowns to make it a one-score game. So nice job of the Niners to close it out and to cover and to catch the under for us. So either way, look for another sweep here in Week 12. And it is Thursday, so happy Thanksgiving, everybody, if you are listening to this today. But the point is, you are looking at the Niners being favored heavily on the road against Seattle in what you can argue is the second biggest game of the season because they play the Eagles up next. So to go through the Seahawks game last week, it was a game they should have won. And they did not. Now, Gino got injured midway through. Drew Locke came in, did basically nothing. Gino came back, got him at the field goal range, and they missed at the end. But Seattle was up 13-0. Basically, uh, yeah, more than, I I mean, they were basically at halftime. Uh, there, was, there was about a minute left in the first half. And the Niners were watching, hoping that the Rams would find a way to come back. And you ended up seeing the Seahawks give up a touchdown right before halftime uh, with nine seconds left as Puka Nakua ended up getting into the end zone. You saw Cup get injured very early on, so you figure Seattle's up 13-0, Cup's injured, and the Niners are going to have to be tied once again atop the division. And then I said the Rams scored a touchdown, and that kind of flipped the switch because Seattle scored three points the rest of the game. Three points the entire second half as Myers hit a 52-yard field goal. Then you saw the Seahawks lead by nine with about seven and a half minutes to go, which I don't want to say seemed insurmountable, but with no cup and with Stafford, his first game back from injury, you assume that the game was going to be over, and it wasn't because the Rams scored a touchdown. Henderson had a rushing touchdown with about 738 left, and then you saw a game-winning field goal with 131 left. Seattle went down the field. I mentioned Gino got injured. Locked through a pretty rough interception, but the point is the Seahawks had a shot to win it, and you ended up seeing... Uh, Myers missed the long kick to win the game. And as a result, now we see the Seahawks at 6-4, and four, and we see the Niners uh, one game ahead atop the division. Now, to get into the actual matchup for Week 12, the Niners did win all three games last year. 
in somewhat convincing fashion, including the playoff game. Now, to go through the actual spread and the total in this game before mentioning some injuries, the Niners were open up at six as uh, six-point favorites. Now they're at seven, and the total's been bet up from 43.5 to 44.5. So to go through the injury reports briefly, I mentioned a second ago that is going to be out for the year, which is a pretty big deal. Seattle, though, is very injured. So Geno did return to action last week, but he's still banged up. Kenneth Walker got injured. He barely played, and he's going to be out for this game. So Charbonnet should be the starting running back. But the point is, without two of their or I should say without their main game-breaking running back and with an injured quarterback against a pretty ferocious defensive line based on the last couple of weeks, I have some problems with Seattle. Now, Seattle's been good at home. They are 4-1. and one. But you're looking at the last, the last couple of games against the Seahawks, or for the Seahawks. They got buried by Baltimore, lost the game by 34. Barely beat the Commanders, who lost to DeVito last week, and they lost to the Rams on the road. So... I think the Niners are in better form, obviously, having won two straight by 13-plus points. The Seahawks, I really don't think are that great. And Geno has been fine, 12 touchdowns, 7 interceptions. I feel like the bad quarterback play around the league makes him look better. But I really have not been impressed by Geno recently. But he's battling an elbow injury, so we'll see how sharp he looks uh, later on. Maybe uh, right before game time or early in the first quarter. He might be able to tell how Geno's going to look early on with the elbow injury. But he has been good at limiting the interceptions recently. He had no picks in the last two weeks, but he's had some turnover issues in the past, and I do think that the Niners can get to him in this matchup. Now, I do think for the sake of the spread and the total for this one, I think I have to link to the Niners because I just think the Niners are one of the best teams in the league. I think Philly is a little bit fraudulent. Now, it was an impressive comeback win, against the Chiefs. I'm not going to take it away from them. But there's so many games that the Eagles have won this season where they find ways to win ugly. And you could argue that's a good quality to have because on one hand, that tells you even when you don't play your best, you can still win. And that is definitely a positive. The problem is when the Eagles only win ugly, I don't know how good this team actually is if everything's clicking because I haven't seen it yet this season. And we're in week 12. So I think the Niners are going to be neck and neck with the Eagles for the NFC. The AFC is up in the air. But the point is the Niners are definitely one of the elite teams in the conference, and Seattle is a fringe wildcard team, if I had to give a brief description of my thoughts regarding them. So for me, I think there's a class differential here. I think the Niners dominate up front. I think Geno's injury is going to be an issue, and I do think that the ground game will get nothing going. No offense to Charbonnet, but the Niners' defense is elite against the run. So I'm going to dare Geno Smith to beat me with an injured elbow. I don't think he will. I think he might throw an interception in this game, and I think the Niners win this game probably by about 14, if I had to guess. I am going to link to the under. This number just feels a little bit high to me, uh, so I am going to go with the under. I'm wondering how many points I see Seattle realistically scoring because the Niners gave up 14 to Tampa. The Seahawks, though, only scored 16 against the Rams, which is definitely not ideal. I think if I had to actually pick a score here, I really see some type of 27-13 if I had to pick it. I think you're going to see a game that might be threatening it over at times, but I just think Seattle's not going to generate enough big plays to actually score against this defense, especially with the rejuvenated pass rush. So for me, I'm going to go with the Niners, and I am going to go with the under in this game. If you want a player prop, I do like George Kittle over 
51 and a half receiving yards. I think that he's in one for a pretty great receiving game. He's had it in the 70s. He's had at least uh, 70. I think it was 78. He's had at least 78 uh, receiving yards in each of the last four games that he's played in. He's had at least 93 yards in two of the last three games against the Seahawks. They can guard him, and it seems like most defenses can't. So I think you're looking at a good spot for Kittle to put together a good stat line. 51 and a half really feels like nothing, and I think he's going to go over. So give me the over on Kittle receiving yards as my prop. So once again, my picks for the side of the total and the prop, kind of a fun prop to throw in there at the end. Give me the Niners minus the seven. Give me the under 44 and a half. And I am going to go with the uh, George Kittle over in receiving yards of 51 and a half. That's going to wrap it up. In general, would I be shocked if Seattle won it? I wouldn't be shocked, shocked, but I would be surprised. I think the Niners win this game comfortably. I think that they have a roster that can make life really difficult for Geno. They can pressure him. The secondary is still good. Hafunga being out does hurt because he is a pretty good interception magnet. But the point is the Niners have been kind of piecing it together defensively lately. And I do think that the Seahawks are a 6-4 and four team that if they miss the playoffs, I would not be shocked. There's a lot to... I'd say, to desire with this team. And I haven't seen it enough. So for me, I'm going to go with the Niners once again and the under in this game. But that's going to wrap it up. Find me once again on this uh, podcast next week for the Week 13 game. So stay tuned for that. And if you are curious, by the way, that 49ers game in Week 13 will be against the Eagles. So keep an eye out for that. That might be game of the year. So a massive game next week. But the Niners have a chance to pretty much get a stranglehold on the division with a win here on Thursday, and hopefully they do so. So that's going to wrap it up. Until next time, good luck to all of you and all of your bets. Bye, everyone. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.